Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Some Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. So, Marion, hi, welcome to the NDA studio. I call it a studio, as I always say, it's not, it's my house and you're in your house, but so is the world. So, you want to kick off and introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, and, and what you do there? Sure, yeah. Um, so, I'm Marion, um, Marion Bradley. Um, I work at Bliss, and we're a location advertising analytics uh, company. And what I do is I work with our technology and our insights teams to kind of connect the dots and the data. Um, using location data and kind of really understanding, uh, help brands understand their consumers better and create more effective campaigns, hopefully. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to talk today about a pretty fascinating subject and one we've discussed a lot on NDA over the last, gosh, it feels like years, but last year, <laughs> last few months, uh, COVID consumer behavioural change. Uh, so w- what have you seen? What have been the biggest, most surprising changes in consumer behaviour driven by, by the pandemic? Um, I think, you know, there's obviously there's been so much change within this area, you know, be coming from it's not our problem at the beginning to, you know, everything shut down to all the uncertainty that's coming up with reopening. Um, and then obviously now we're into tactical look- closures of, location, um, of locations kind of around the country. Um, what we've, what's really been interesting is looking at, you know, the grocery sector, which is, you know, arguably one of the more robust areas in the space. Um, and, you know, it, it obviously dropped considerably at the very beginning but even now we're only still seeing about 60 percent of regular foot traffic to stores in the UK um so that you know that what was once a, a mainstream behavior is now almost niche to leave the house is almost a kind of point of distinction um and and on the flip side we're seeing e-commerce uh, which again that was more of a niche behavior this time last year about like 17 18 percent that's now gone up to about 32 percent in this May so that has completely flipped. It's, it's becoming more mainstream. Um, but kind of, again, going back a little bit, it's like the loyalty to stores has actually shot up. So that, you know, people are going back to the same store. So that behavior of they're going out less, um, but when they do go out, they're going to the same places. Um, and it's shot up about, about 10 percentage points, which is considerable. Um, and they're, they're being really considered and considerate about when, when people go out. So what do you think, obviously, location, your location company, uh, and as you just demonstrated, you spend your time tracking this. Uh, what are some of the most interesting, unexpected things you, you've seen looking at your data on how consumers are behaving? You know, you're talking about changes for onto e-commerce, all this sort of thing, which is kind of to be expected, but anything stood out that you wouldn't have wouldn't have expected looking, looking at your location? Um, I guess, you know, there's a lot of it, it it is to be expected, but I think what's really coming out is that um, a huge amount of the shift is being led by you know, how people are using technology and how they're using their phones, um, and actually how how that's underpinning everything that we're doing. So looking at um, the the way we engage in stores, looking at how how stores are actually engaging with consumers. So they're like it's a really symbiotic. Uh, relationship there right so that actually is coming out more so and the whole you know I'm sure we've all heard that you know the pace of technology or the pace of digital tech transformation has changed has happened within the past five years has happened within 2020 but I think that's continuing even more so um and it's you know it's impacting how 
people are interacting with, with the physical space around them. You know, um, we've seen some data that looking at people are, people are still um, hesitant about using public transport, but are still using it. Um, so it, it's kind of this, the confidence and caution levels, it, it's really difficult. And even within, you know, particular areas, it's looking at geographical locations. Actually, there's no uh, consistency across it. Again, this is similar with, with the, the um, pandemic, but behavior, there's no consistency. So it's actually, really, you know, trying to find a pattern is the pattern, you know, that there is a pattern. Okay. So how, how different, I mean, interesting you say there's no consistency in trying to find a pattern is the sort of challenge. And, you know, again, you know, what, what the stars for all the tech firms in our space do is help advertisers find patterns and find perhaps consumer behavior to help them live a better set of goods and services. So what, what do you think advertisers should be doing nowadays to make sure that they're in tune with this change in consumer behavior? Yeah, I think it's kind of looking at the things that aren't changing. That's kind of almost the, 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 the really striking bit, the things that have kept stay consistent, you know, with every, every change that comes with any lockdown or any, you know, stay at home issues around the world, things that are staying consistent people are still working people are still um they're still consuming you know ultimately we are all consumers and we're still buying things um it's just how we get that message out there and whether it's new channels it's kind of integrating it's looking at the things that aren't changing um, and really focusing down on those and then the things that are changing there's shifts i think rather than changes for a lot of this you know you know some some will go back but like people who are health conscious people who used to go to the gym they're still going to find ways to work out, you know, whether they're using it on their TV or whether they're going to the local park to go for a run. That innate um, behavior isn't going to change. It's just the kind of the method of how they do it, right? So I guess, I mean, what's your advice for how or if advertisers can, can plan for next year? I mean, as you said, I think it's interesting you say that some of these behaviors are just innate. You know, people want to exercise, people want to shop, and that hasn't changed. But obviously, they're doing that in a very different environment. So can advertisers plan plan for next year? I mean, as much as you can plan for anything, right, at the moment. Um, I guess it's, you know, the again, it's kind of, I think the real key thing is like looking at, you know, the it's understanding the consumers. So understanding where, where things are shifting. Um, you know, we're we're tracking kind of month on month, you know, sentiment of actually how people are feeling around, you know, if they had a thousand pounds to spend, where would you spend it? And, and that, that's really interesting because actually, you know, primarily people are saying they're going to save it. Um, but there, you know, it does dramatically shift, you know, between they might spend it or they might go on holidays or, and that kind of ties in with foot traffic that we're seeing when people are going to the store when, you know, um, it's a nice bank holiday in July and all of a sudden actually everyone's going into the supermarkets to get, you know, ice creams and things. Similar here, obviously it's right now we're looking through lockdown, so it's, it's a little bit different, but, um, you know, there, there is a real dramatic spike in, in, in that, how that confidence and caution shifts really, really quickly. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's you know, like a, an ECG, it's popping up and down. So I think really being paying attention to that um that sentiment and actually how people are feeling at the moment but also kind of tracking you know really staying focused on actually trying to tie in with those minute shifts is is kind of something that you know looking ahead it's really difficult to predict but kind of trying to see are there patterns that you can see that make make sense for you in kind of how people are moving around the world that they live in it's interesting there's consumer consumer sentiment behavior is changing so quickly now compared to the 
past. Uh, okay, let's look at sort of the, the wider wider macro issues in terms of, you know, there's so much going on in terms of third party cookie going away and lots of, lots of regulation, the browsers cracking down, privacy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what do you think are the most interesting trends when it comes comes to consumer privacy over the next year? You know, you know you, you've got such a tight, tight view of consumer behaviour. How is consumer privacy going to change or, or not, you know, over the next year? Yeah, I mean, next year is definitely going to be an interesting one for consumer privacy, for sure. And, you know, and, you know, I think we're looking at it from a, there's an oncoming data drought from, from you know, an ad tech world, um, whatever, whatever, however that's going to look for. And I think the really key thing with that is looking at that value exchange um, and, and creating an environment and a kind of cons- for, the cons- for the end user and the consumer that actually they want to, they feel welcome and they feel able that when they, hand over that their information, their data, that actually they're getting something of value in return. Um, and, you know, even if you're looking at, say, IDFA, you know, when part of that is that there's going to be that pop-up that says, can we can we engage with you? This is why. And it's really that explanation, I think that's going to be really key. Why are you, why do you need your data? What can, how is this going to enhance your experience? Um, and, and creating that more savvy consumer, it will help, help businesses Get what they you know kind of create an environment they can do what they need to do as well. Be transparent with the value, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. So let's finish up where you know at the end of the year, Christmas is coming. Uh, what do you? What's your Christmas wish for next year? And I'm Christmas for the industry or Christmas for technology or you know in your working life, what do you want in your industry Christmas stocking? Ooh, <laughs> that's a nice question. Um, I saw a quote recently somewhere um, and I thought it was really good. It was like, agencies sell confidence, clients hire optimism and consumers buy hope. And I can't remember where I saw it, but I must find it. But I think that's actually, that's a really nice, mm. it kind of packages it all together because obviously it's been such a, a terrible year for so many agencies and kind of so much shifts, but actually it's that confidence that that's the creativity part. That's what they sell, you know, that they sell these like big ideas which clients and businesses buy because they're like, yes, this is what we want because we want to pass this on to our consumers. And as consumers, we're all trying to buy a little bit of joy and hope. Um, so I think that kind of sentiment is something that I think that, you know, within in the stocking for this year is looking at bringing that message, that bringing a little bit of joy, bringing of hope, whether it's in the messaging, whether it's in kind of how, and it's, I think it's also through communication, obviously we're in the communications industry, but really clear transparency um, across everything. I think that's kind of, I don't know, that's a, a big, that's a big, big stocking, but I think that's kind of something that- Well, that's a lovely, Christmas joy and hope across the industry. That's, that's a lovely wish. Mary, it's been fantastic. So I'm here, thank you so much. That was a great chat. Thank you so much. Have a nice afternoon. Thank you.